0: Northwestern Medicine. Relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better.
1: He is uh, one of our favorite guests. He's with us uh, every Sunday morning uh, that he's not playing golf. I can't believe that we were able to get him off the golf course uh, this Sunday morning. But you are headed there uh, in just a very short time, are you not? Yeah, I assure you
2: I will be hitting a golf. Yeah. I assure you, I'll be hitting a golf ball before you are done working today. It's the, it is the one and only
1: Dr. Kevin Most, yeah! ladies and gentlemen. Turn your head and cough. Chief <laughs> Chief Medical Officer, uh, Central DuPage Hospital, we really appreciate you coming out here today. I love when you're on the show. I know our listeners, right? Love when Dr. Kevin Most is on the show. Longtime pals. Uh, I can't tell you what a just a wonderful human being he is. I have said many times, both for our on-air listeners and just personally to people, Dr. Kevin Most is an angel walking here on earth, uh, helping everybody, helping everybody these past few years that we've been uh, dealing with. That's really how the regular segment got started, right? Because you were helping us so much with COVID.
2: Yeah, the regular segment with you and I was with COVID, and it's, that's how it got started. And historically, with WGN, it got started with Neediest Children's Fund, right. when Spike O'Dell was doing an event up at Lake Lawn. And right. I was running around volunteering for the golf event, and they kept calling me, Doc, hey, Doc, hey, Doc. And Spike finally says, why do they call you Doc. I'm like, well, I'm a doctor. <laughs> and he said, oh, I thought you ran golf tournaments. But uh, he said, would you like to come on? And 25 years later, we're still doing this. How about that? So, I
1: don't think I knew that story. Yeah. That that's how this started. But uh, it's, it's great to uh, have you here. Uh, if any of you have questions for Dr. Kevin Most, we're going to come out into the audience in a few minutes and uh, answer whatever questions that we uh, can for you. Uh, how are we doing with the, the vaccines? I almost went and got my COVID vaccine yesterday, but I was a little afraid that I might be, you know, you know sometimes you get that kick in the butt the next day. Yeah. yeah and you, I thought, well, I can't this. do that on the yeah. Tree
2: Time show. Yeah. Uh, so how are, are people going or? No, no. The uptake for <laughs> COVID uh, boosters is pretty low, which is unfortunate because we're seeing a lot of COVID cases in the community. Now, a lot of you probably have natural immunity. A lot of you have probably been vaccinated. And we're seeing that the infection is not as strong as it was, obviously, years ago when we were concerned about hospitalizations. And now it's actually more like an influenza. But I'll tell you, it'll still kick your butt for 5, six, seven, 10 days. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't want the chance of long yeah. COVID hanging around with I you. I got the new one.
0: I had absolutely no reaction. I even got the flu shot at the same time in the same arm. Never even I lifted my arm, no problem.
1: Well, so, aren't you spectacular? Well, I'm just. <laughs> aren't you a miracle of modern medicine? Three more hours of this. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say, if you were worried about getting kicked in the butt, what I'm saying is well, that a lot I had people do. Right? Yeah, but no, I'm just yeah. saying, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's. I uh, felt I, fine. I think it's unusual. That yeah. good for you. I'm glad that. You had no
2: effect, but yeah. usually people do feel a little cruddy the next day, right? Absolutely. I mean, vaccines overall are going to give. How many of you have gotten the shingles vaccine and know that that one kind of hits you a little yeah. bit harder than the old yeah. influenza vaccine, but... You know, even COVID, a lot of people did have an impact, but it's actually good. I tell people, you know, that is showing that your immune system is kicking in, and it's actually doing what it's supposed to do. Oh, so. so gyms may not have been effective at all, then.
1: <laughs> Let's hope. If, uh... Oh, wow. The doctor's turning I'm out going to move me. to the back of the room <laughs> now. My gosh. Wow. I, I think he just a... violated his Hippocratic I Oath. I
2: did, yeah. By, uh, or Hippocratic We've been friends for a while, taking, so it's it's okay. taking a little slammeroonia. I don't want yeah. to
0: say anything, but have I filled in for you a couple weeks ago? He was conveniently not available. Well,
2: you know,
1: okay. what can I say? I have him on exclusive retainer. Um, really important, though, that uh, this is probably a very important week to get vaccinated if you're not, because we're a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving, yep. and we've heard you say so many times, it takes a little while for this to kick in and to become effective before you go into family gatherings, crowds, parades, whatever you're going to be doing for Thanksgiving.
2: No, you're absolutely right. You know, everybody thinks that once you get the shot, you're you're good. And as Dean mentioned, you know, it's 10, 14 days for that immunity to build up. So this is a key time. I always tell people mid-October, you know, now we're into early November. You're just a couple weeks away. And, you know, you look at crowds like this and you look at shopping and you look at travel, we are going to see a little bit of a spread. We've been very fortunate this year to have very low influenza numbers at this point so that triple-demic that we had last year. We're hoping that that doesn't occur, um, but certainly I would encourage if you haven't been vaccinated for a flu, please get it done. Um, and then COVID, depending on when your last infection was, please get that as well. So
1: what would bring somebody completely up to date going into Thanksgiving? You mentioned the influenza, the flu shot, yeah, the COVID vaccine, which you can do at the same time, right? Correct. That's I had it, yeah. Yep. Like Jim did. And by the way, I don't know if you heard, he had no effect whatsoever.
0: <laughs> I didn't.
1: because he Did you a, hear that? He is a miracle of modern medicine. <laughs> uh, shingles vaccine, what, what else? What would bring everybody up to date? Right? Well, you know,
2: it really <laughs> depends on your age and really depends on what your immune system is. So, you know, certainly individuals when they hit over the age of 65, you want to talk to your doctor about... The pneumonia vaccine, which is a vaccine that actually protects you from bacterial pneumonia. You certainly want to get shingles. You know, it's two shots, and I assure you that the shot does take a little bit more out of you. But I can tell you, after treating many patients with shingles, it is a disease that none of us wants to get. And looking around this crowd, I can tell you that the vast majority of this crowd, without maybe her... Has, okay. has had chicken pox and has that, that, that virus is dormant in your body and can come out at any time. So certainly want to do that. But you
0: had to have had chicken pox to get shingles, correct?
2: You had to have chicken pox to get shingles, correct. Yeah.
0: So if you never had chicken pox, you'd be safe, right?
2: Yeah, but that's very rare. I mean, it, it's getting more and more rare as we're seeing fewer and fewer cases of it because our, in our immune system and our vaccination System right now protects that, but it used to be. I bet you talk around this room or talk to your parents. You know, when one kid got chickenpox, put them all in the same room. We're going to get them all chickenpox at the same time and get this over with.
1: Yeah, I mean for for you know people of a certain age, uh, I, I remember that so clearly as a kid when oh. somebody in a family would get them, everybody in a family would get them. And then you'd go for those, uh, you know, the, the vaccinations back then. At school. With the, the needles that looked like uh, you know, like joke needles. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? The, they were like novelty needles. They yeah. were the, seemingly so.
0: And they had like a gun. You used yeah. to get like four or five cool. shots yeah. in, one,
2: yep.
0: in one thing. They, they used to give us a little sheet and check all the little shots that you could
1: get. Yeah.
2: And then they'd yeah. give
0: you that little gun
1: shot. Right. Um, are, are, as is the, has been the case with uh, covid With all of these other things for which we should be vaccinated right now, are people above the age of 50, 60, more important for older people to uh,
2: get vaccinated? Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, as we age, our immune system is not as good as it is. That's why, and I should have said this earlier, when you get your flu vaccine, please, if you're over the age of 65, ask for that high-dose vaccine. um, Our immune system, like I said, doesn't work as well, so you want to have a bigger boost there. And the goal of any vaccine is actually to keep you from coming to see me at the hospital, which is our goal. We want, you know, you still could get the infection, it'll be more mild, you'll get over it quicker, but we don't want you at a point where you need to be hospitalized, and that's the biggest goal of all vaccines. Yep. Dr. Kevin Most
1: uh, answering your questions when we come back from the break. 312-981-7200 is our phone number, but I'm going to come out into the audience and uh, we'll get some of your questions.
0: They look too healthy to have any help for questions.
1: The, the doctor. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to uh, your questions all coming up next as we continue live from tree time in Lake Barrington, hey, right Let's hear you. we come a- among the leaves so green. Here we come, a wandering so fair to be seen.
0: Love and joy come to you, and to you your whistle too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new
1: year. The Canterbury Carolers. Yeah! They are going to be on November 11th at the Promenade of Bolingbroke, on the 25th at the Village of Winnetka. On December 1st, the Manhattan Round Bar Winterfest. December 9th, Glen Ellen Historical Society at Stacey's Tavern. And December 15th and 16th, at the Carriage Rides and uh, Coco, right? Is that right? Yeah. And Cocoa, in Roselle. Nice. So thank you, guys. How about that for the Canterbury Carolers? We They're in that. their gay apparel. Well, that's, it's that time of year, isn't it? I suppose. <laughs> Uh, coming up uh, after 10 o'clock, a major, major announcement. What
0: is this announcement?
1: About a legendary Chicago institution, I shall say. Shwani, you're not retiring, are you? That we'll right. be. You sure we can't talk you into it? Really? <laughs> oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like that. Oh, if you go, I'm going with you, pal. I got news for <laughs> I it. You'd you. I do love that. You're not getting to out that easy. A major Chicago institution <laughs> that is calling it quits. Well, the exclusive announcement is going to be made right here, right after the 10 o'clock news. Uh, and a live wedding later on that I'll officiate, nice. some vow renewals, uh, live entertainment from the Marriott Lincolnshire. Uh, They're going to be out here to perform for us as well. But Dr. Kevin Most is here uh, right now. Uh, And we've got, as we always do, questions for Dr. Most. What is your name?
0: I'm Margaret from Chicago. Good morning, Dr. Most. Good morning. Um, For the pneumonia vaccine, what is the expiration for it? Once you get it, is it total immunity forever? Do you have to get boosters? What is the the timeline?
2: No, you know, it's an interesting thing when we look at Do we need boosters for which vaccines do we need boosters? So for the pneumonia vaccine, when you get it at the age of whatever, 65, 50, you're fine. And you get the Prevnar 20, which is going to cover you for 20 different strains of bacteria. So certainly you're only going to need it once is the way it appears right now. What
0: about people who have had strokes or things like that? Some of my patients have had that.
2: As far as should you get it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. 100%.
0: Okay, great. Yep. Thank you're, you. Are you a nurse? No, I'm MRI tech. Oh,
1: very nice.
0: At uh, St. Bernard Hospital. Ah,
1: you're the one that pushes us into the tunnel. Yes.
0: I, yes. Uh, exactly. And I do mammogram.
1: Yeah, pick so some better mammograms. music, will you?
0: <laughs> we don't have music. We're poor. Oh.
1: <laughs> I, like, I like, I've gone, to, I've had an MRI a couple of times and they go, are you claustrophobic? Yeah. I said, well, I don't think so. And then they push you in this tunnel. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, now I know what it's like to be in a casket because that's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's just <laughs> what it's like in, in there. But so important. Thank you for your question. What is your name?
0: I'm Pam from Prospect Heights. Uh, I'm in need of a new primary doctor and recommendations I have that either I'm not accepting new patients or the wait time is three to four months.
2: Pam, you are hitting the biggest problem we see in healthcare right on the head right now. And I'll say two things for, about it. One is the desire and the need for primary care cannot be underestimated right now. I'm a family medicine doctor. I'm boarded in family medicine. Between family medicine and pediatrics, we're the lowest paid uh, specialties. Now, I'm not saying I went into this for the money because I didn't. I went into it for other reasons, and we don't go into medicine for money. But So the one thing is I, I, I totally understand where you are right now. You're going to start to see a lot more physicians bringing on physician assistants and nurse practitioners to help form that access point of view, but we are not getting enough out there, the other thing I would say is when anybody is going to pick a new doctor, I would do two things. Many people go to their book and they look in their insurance book and they say, "Oh okay, this guy 's close to my house, and i 'm going to pick him." I would strongly recommend find a nurse in the community, find a nurse at the hospital, find a tech that works at a hospital, and ask them who 's the nicest doctor who 's the smartest doctor who 's the most polite doctor, who has the best bedside manner?" So don't just pick your doctor based on their name and where their office is. Please do a little bit of research on them. And I would say because of the wait right now, if you don't have a primary care doctor, get in line because they are very difficult to get in.
1: But more important to do that or there are so many of these immediate care places that are around now that people go there because you can get in yeah. to see somebody. If you go to your primary, sometimes you can't get in for two months.
2: Yeah, I think that there's a couple issues there, Dean. One is with insurance. Many people are changing companies and changing jobs now. When they do, their insurance company changes, and then it's like, oh, I can't even go to my primary. But I will say that the continuity of care that a family practice doctor, an internal medicine doctor gives you throughout your life is much more important than getting in in 15 minutes at a Walgreens or a CVS for what you perceive as a problem because they're going to take care of you in that snapshot, but they're not going to look at the big picture. They're not going to look at holistically what else do you need for preventative health, what else do you need for chronic disease management. So try to get in with a good uh, family practitioner. And if you know a doctor, ask them because I can tell you uh, Dean will call me, other people will call me and say, hey, who should I go to, what do I need, and how can I get in?
1: Good deal. Great question. Thank you. Thank you very much. What's your question? What's your name? Vicky. Your question?
0: Um, I'd like to know your opinion on the RSV vaccine for seniors.
2: You know, it was the one question that I was hoping wouldn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> and you made it by like six minutes. <laughs> um, She's a plant. Yeah. You know, the RSV vaccine, if, if any of you... Um, Uh, RSV is a very common disease, respiratory syncytial virus, that was part of the triple-demic last year. Where we really look for the concern in the RSV is in newborns and in those first six months of life. So as far as seniors and uh, getting it, I would say if you're going to be a grandparent or you're a grandparent to young children, then I would say get it. If you're not, then I would say certainly have that discussion with your doctor. You've gone this far and have gone through fine And are getting exposed to RSV every day. So really it's looking at that. I will say with RSV, probably one of the biggest things and the biggest changes that we have right now is that now we can immunize the mother prior to her delivering that newborn baby. The maternal antibodies then protect that newborn, which is just absolutely fantastic because they're most vulnerable at that time and we can't vaccinate them. And now we also have the ability to give them a shot, newborns to give a shot, that actually allows them we give them the antibodies, which will protect them for that period of time. But the RSV for seniors is a very controversial one, and I certainly would. If, you, if you're if you around a bunch of newborns or have some new grandkids, certainly get it. If not, talk to your physician about it.
1: All right. Do you have a, a controversial question for Kevin, uh, sir?
2: Uh-oh. I actually think it could be. Um, Uh-oh. There's a new trend. My, uh, my mother, who's 92 and has been going to this doctor for just years, and their practice is gonna, I don't know what you call it, but privatized, where you subscribe to them and they only take X amount of patients. And I understand what they're trying to do and how it's supposed to work. Is this happening a lot or is is this what's going on? It's happening a lot more than we think. It's called personalized medicine. Some people call it concierge medicine. So a normal physician will have thousands of people that they take care of on a regular basis. What the personalized medicine docs are doing is cutting down that panel size to anywhere from 200 to 500 and then charging a subscription fee. But they say, here's my cell number. You know, it's, um, I hate to say it, but it comes down to the haves and the have nots. So those who can afford it sometimes will do it, and those who may need it can't afford it and are unable to do it. I think the other, probably the bigger thing that is every time we do that, we take a doctor out of circulation, and when that happens, we have the problem that was raised over here. Why do I have to wait so long, and why can't I find a primary care doctor to care for me?
1: All right. Great question. Great question. Hello. Somebody (laughs) turned my microphone off. Uh, Thank you for the great question, all of you. We appreciate it, and uh, most of all, we appreciate Dr. Kevin most so much for joining us every Sunday. Chief Medical Officer,
2: Central DuPage Hospital. Thank you, my friend. Dean, thanks. And and I can't thank you all enough as well. The, the questions that you have are very good. The conversations we have and any information we can spread and push out there and answer any questions that you have just makes you all healthier and makes us healthier as well. So thank you. All right. Somebody's got a tea time. Let's hear it. Give it up. Now, yeah,
1: now go hit a 360-yard drive, will That's you? <laughs> We'll be right back live from Tree Time in Lake Barrington after this.